This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. Good morning, Barb. Oh, I hear myself. <laughs> Good morning, Devin. Here, I'm going to turn mine down. Mm. Um, this last day of the year, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to be different tomorrow. There will be nothing the same. <laughs> That's funny. We better count down or something. <laughs> it's an opportunity to to make the decision for love. Mm-hmm. Just way. one more opportunity. Everybody hearing us okay? Oh yeah, you. I heard myself through you. <laughs> okay, so that's solved. Welcome everyone. Welcome. I always feel like we need some sort of beginning or something. You're tuning in to Barb and Devin. Inquiring the moment. Let's see what this moment has to inquire. <laughs> <laughs> we could start with breathing. Um, just okay, good because I, I stopped for a second there. Mm. It feels good to take in the breath. I accept on the in breath and the love of God on the out breath. <sighs> I accept. On the in-breath and on the out-breath, the love of God. Receiving and giving are one. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So you said you had an idea of a topic for today. I'm working with this idea. Thanks for asking. I'm working with this idea of there is no loss but only gain. And Mm. I looked it up on the searchable Course in Miracles. It doesn't come in exactly as that. Um, but the idea Hmm. is one where even well it started about how we can't keep anything here and if it doesn't last forever it's not worth anything And, and but just the idea of that even if I think I'm losing something, it's really a gain. It's really a gain. And because it's a lesson to be learned, sort of like, well, okay, spirit, talk to me about how I feel a great loss in this. And then spirit will tell me what what it is that I'm really, what it is that I'm 
experiencing what it is that I really want. <laughs> I like that you say what it is a few times there. <laughs> what it is. What it is. Why? Because it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah just to laugh at the idea of loss yeah it definitely would be hard to recognize if there was only form I mean if there was only form uh, we wouldn't be what we are today of course we wouldn't be able to even comprehend hitting two rocks together uh, to make fire or anything uh, <laughs> wouldn't even go that far <laughs> uh, we would simply be completely programmed as instinctual beings and even as animals and yet if it was just form would we the question really is would we even have that and so most people, when they think of loss, think of only a form. <laughs> but they use, you know, consciousness to think of form. And yet don't recognize that the consciousness is, does not relate. Or it, well, it is not anything that it relates to, but it relates to everything as itself. Like it makes, makes all these thoughts of form so that it seems to exist makes these thoughts of emotions and energy so it seems to exist and yet it is not the, it is not the form by itself and it is not even the spiritual universe by itself that these things are just you know the likeness and the image of it and what it is is not actually palpable at all without some sort of representation. So it, while these representations, I'm referring to the physical form or, or the energetic form, seem to change and move or be lost or different, then it, it doesn't actually have a less of a representation. It's like a movie screen always has some sort of image on it. Like, we, there's always something going on in front of you. It, there's no point in which you're not being represented by some sort of existence. And even through death, or even if you went to hell, it wouldn't matter that you are there as consciousness and being represented in any sort of way that you are believing to be true. And getting that weird clicking noise again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I moved. I'm sorry. How dare you? How dare you move? <laughs> you must sit still at all times. Do nothing. <laughs> and just... Oh, I'm a jokester today. Look at that. Just listening to you. When I hear you talking about it, I think about the animals and how like they make a kill right and so another animal will try and come and take it from them but they don't see it as owning it and so when I I'm hearing you th talk about the consciousness of it it's it's and what for me the idea of loss is that I think I own it or I possess it or it's within my reach mm -hmm. or it's mine and I want to call it mine when nothing further is that's not true I don't own it it's only in my mind or my possession of it that I want to keep it just the same idea that no one can take away my love for God it's my love for God and no one else's and no one can take that away from me no one can take that so an animal if it was the love of God was laying there and I just killed killed it, then someone comes and wants to take it away. I, I just, like, oh well. That's what the animals do. They just let it go because they don't really possess it. 
They only know it as the need to survive. Mm -hmm. I look at the love of God as the need to survive. That is my only need. No one can take it away from me. Even simply the ability to survive, not necessarily the need for survival, is a recognition of it, but yeah. Yeah, that's all I got on that. just I'm reading in what I looked up there is no loss but only gain and it says I am not of this world and just to behold it says this is how important it is that I don't think that there's a loss or gain here is I cannot behold the world and know God. Only one is true. And the truth is not mine to make. Yeah. A recognition. What part of us is in direct union with God? And what aspect of what we know of reality is currently in this moment united with God and the recognition that there is a constant reflection of some sort, a constant likeness, a constant universe surrounding some, some way, one or another, whether it changes or not. It's not loss when the, the things change, like we get attached to a specific image or with an item or a person. And then that, when that person's not in front of us for some reason, we think we lost it or them. And yet we don't realize that there's the same amount of reflection in the universe in this moment as there was any other moment uh, there's the same amount of representation of my consciousness as there was any other moment any other day so I could be attached to the images that are within the reflection and insist that some of them are more important than others and experience the loss or pain of losing it or even of gaining it, which is enjoyable. I mean, you get involved or I can recognize that it has always been and remains to be that God And that relationship I had with that object or that person was with God as well. Even as in this moment, my relationship with God is here in front of me and here with you and 
here in this moment that it really hasn't changed even though the faces come and go and seem different and the objects move around, around and seem different it's still the same to the one that's focused on that union with God because it is palpable right here right now and to find that focus is to be free of of this idea of loss and change and confusion and sadness and it really is the only consistency that is possible for a, a teacher of God even my person changes as often as you know the wind and the weather and my person this Devon character is is different every moment using even different words I mean how can we be consistent in what we say without conceptual ideas of putting them together you know the only constant word is this <laughs> and just keep consistently saying the exact same thing throughout all time as we're referencing to the actual understanding of consistency has nothing to do with the changes of words the changes of things the changes of person that consistency is always within the same single recognition that it is always me and God. It is always you and I. The relationship is the all, the everything. It's our relationship. Yeah. The decision for God, the relationship between myself and my brothers and sisters and as a representation of divine the divinity within them yeah yeah it says the world you see has nothing to do with reality it is of your own making and it does not exist so it simply put and yet so hard to grasp. <laughs> I, I made blame. I made shame. I made... Uh, oh, it was beauty. your fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I'd do it again. Yeah, it's like, okay, until I won't. Until <laughs> I finally won't. So you don't even think about it. <laughs> Until it's not Until even I a concept no. to to recognize that you're doing it or not. Right. My belief, breaking it down, break it down, and, and find it. Oh, and uh, find it. As like, <laughs> when was the first time I had that thought? And I was coming. I was like, well, how do I let things go? I can't both let things go and keep them. That's my dilemma. <laughs> it's like, okay, I say I want to let it go. And then on the one hand, and then the other hand wants to keep it. I, I cannot mm. do both. Well, um, you can't perceive that both are happening. Is there really a difference between keeping it and getting rid of it? It kind of depends on your focus on reality. Oh, so if that's you're, a really good point. If you're seeing the physical form and insisting that's the consistency, you would think that you have to, you know, <laughs> do something about it. <laughs> Instead of just that recognition that regardless if I'm holding a pencil or don't have a pencil, it's still God. 
<laughs> it's still my reflection of what I believe about my relationship with God. That here, right now, whatever it looks like in front of us, whatever it sounds like, this is all imagery within what God is choosing to show us by our by accepting our simply what we believe so let me explain that in a different way that sounds a little more makes a little more sense but even so God so loved his son that he gave him the world is in reference to that it has absolutely is completely impartial and has no concern about what is being chosen to be believed in and the Instead, the agreement is that I want to give, I want to show, I want to teach the son's happiness above all else. So whatever it is he wants to believe is true, I'll make seem real. And I'll make it seem so real, even as I am. And I'll represent it for him. And so here, you're still looking at God from the very beginning of time and yet the only thing that's changed is our beliefs of what is being experienced what is being changed our experiences of what we're looking at what we're experiencing and God just says okay this is how you want to see it this is how it is okay this is how you want to see it this is how it is and that's why if you really believe, then it will really happen. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a good thing or a bad thing or a right thing or a wrong thing. If you have faith in it completely, it will happen. And let's phrase that a different way. You have complete faith in this. That's why it's happening. <laughs> Hmm. That's why they say, be careful for what you wish for. Be careful for what you manifest. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Wow. I was remembering... Mm, I guess that has to do with control. I was remembering a time when I was a child when I was on the back of somebody's bicycle and we were going down a hill and I got really scared. So I jumped off, but I held on. And so my knees were being scraped. Oh. And I thought, I thought to myself while this was happening to let go, but I was too afraid to let go. So I held on and I didn't blame her. So I was just coming to that idea. Well, when you let go, it may not solve the problem. It's more the idea and I'm just getting this is more the idea that I don't need to let go to let go. Um, Hmm. Yeah, to embrace the fear of, of it and just to go through it. And that's what you're talking about is the faith. So my faith that the outcome is certain. Yeah. That's what I guess I'm needing. Well, I'm, I'm not concerned with actually trying to figure out how to manifest. I'm more attempting to state how to recognize that you are manifesting. Like you mm. can't get yes. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's every moment. It's the existence of the universe. Yet uh, this, this story you spoke of, think of letting go, it, it seems as if the letting go was actually your safe zone, you know, in the, and you're referring to physicality. You were thinking of, oh, I need to, my physical body needs to let go just so I can be safe. And the recognition there is more 
of recognizing that what needs to be let go of is actually the fear. And you, you would physically still hang on because you would no longer be afraid uh, or even try to let go but still hang on because you recognize that you were actually safe and it was the fear itself in your mind that distorted the reality of your safety and the recognition of it right you see that yes yes okay um i gave in when i when i w became fearful and thought i had to get away that was the illusion that I needed to get away instead of trusting my friend that everything was going to be okay. But yeah. I was not in control and that's what caused me fear. Mm. And then thinking I had to get away, but I still held on. So just the idea, I can't have it both ways. I can't both believe the world is real and believe it isn't or that my safety lies in getting away or my safety lies in escape yeah it was like what bruce was talking about before how when i have the first sign of upset or uncomfortable when i become uncomfortable in my body then that's my cue to go within and see what's up and and, hmm. and yeah. what is it that I'm feeling and what am I afraid of or what am I thinking that's causing this pain yeah when we ask ourselves what are we afraid of it always references to something of form. It always references to these bodies being separate and dealing with each other or somehow this body uh, being divided through time and, and where it's going to go or where it came from. It's definitely a reason for guilt. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely justified. You are... You should be suffering, and you should change your past. <laughs> That's a different direction, huh? I'm having sound issues. Are you still there? Yes. Okay. Hmm. I... Uh, that's mm, the idea of suffering I hear you oh there you are wait are you there <laughs> yeah okay the sound stopped mm -hmm. it now say I I got technical things happening here and it's oh, just too they powerful had... <laughs> okay you're back. What do they, you say? They, they had an, a security alert on the pal talk, so maybe that was it? Mm, no, it, no, I don't think it had anything to do with pal talk. It's, it's something about my computer. Mm. But I don't know if it's my computer or not, or the soundboard. It's been the entire time of the soundboard's existence, so I'm like... They, they won't fix it or anything. <laughs> I've tried. I sent it back twice. It's a whole issue thing. <laughs> I'm just, instead, it's, I just say, oh, it's the, it's the NSA sneaking in and listening to my stuff. <laughs> no, I just have tons of ideas. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, the idea of suffering you brought up the idea of suffering and uh, 
Ah, uh, yes. Suffering's fun. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, could we see that it might possibly have some sort of enjoyment in it? Yeah, okay. I might be using it for something. Might be getting something out of it. Oh, did we lose you? Are you muted? Oh, FaceTime audio failure. Well, darn dude. Bye. Bye. See you retreat. FaceTime video. Oh, video. <laughs> are you are you there? It's connecting, connecting. <laughs> oh, call failure. <sighs> Let's see. Still remains to be the same. Seems like this is all changing, but it still remains to be the same. <laughs> Let's make this year different by making it all the same. Hi there. Hi. Can I help you? Did you order a pepperoni? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like anchovies. Really? Yep. I can't say... Well, I don't know if I've had anchovies. So I don't know if I... I I've had them by themselves. I don't, I don't know if I've ever had them on pizza. I think you just want to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> they put anchovies in a lot of things. It's mostly salt. I like the salt. Yeah, I love salt. Mm -hmm. I love seaweed. I swear I was a seal in my former life. Maybe an otter. <laughs> well, I think otters are uh, freshwater. They have saltwater otters. They do? Okay. Yeah. They hang out in Alaska. They hang out by the, where they do the fish, fish gutting and all of that mm. along with a gazillion birds they like anchovies too I never asked one but I could pretty much bet they do like anchovies yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's make this year different by making it all the same Except for the lessons. Keep them changing. <laughs> Just keep the uh, the solution the same. Move on from lesson one to lesson two, lesson three. Mm. <laughs> yeah, see. Just to remember that the world I see has nothing to do with reality. Mm. Yet, yeah, don't mistake in that to think that somehow reality is something different. Because reality is here and now. And it's completely palpable, completely available, perceivable right now. So what I see and what I think is going on has the various changes, but it still is that one reality. I mean, it doesn't completely describe it well enough to say 
it is always my relationship with God. I relate with that completely. For some people, they they don't quite understand that. Even if I'm, you know, in love with this refrigerator, because it's right there in front of me, you know, it's still God. I can turn around and, oh, this coffee maker. (coughs) It's still God, too, this TV. Still God. So the reality is that awareness of what is God and the unite, united, being united with God in that experience. So it is here. But I can see it however I want to. I can see it even this refrigerator. I can look at its entire life before it was even metal to be put together, before it had plastic. And... and while it worked and while it's breaking down, it's still the same thing and eventually corrodes away over millions of years, I'm sure. And it's still the same thing, same thing's happening. It seems as if there's, according to form, that physical shape, there was a loss, you know seems like, oh, the refrigerator isn't working anymore. It's broken. What a loss. But to the reality that's still happening, the reality that's still here, always here, constant, you know, I still, quote unquote, walk in the garden with God. In reality, there's nothing to get upset about because nothing lasts here. It's all temporary. This idea, though, that it says in here, you have enslaved the world with all your fears, your doubts and miseries, your pains and tears, and all your sorrows press on it. When I'm in a relationship with my thoughts, pains, miseries, even joys, that's what's pressing. It's pressing on it. And it's for me to take notice of what am I pressing on? What am I pressing on? The fear? Am I pressing on the joy? And to not just give it release, but to really look at it with spirit, with my higher self, with that, and that's that relationship that we were talking about before, is the relationship will help me to see what it is I'm pressing on and, and will help me to unveil the, the truth in it. Whatever the truth is, I don't know, but I, I can when I, I give it my attention to press on it. What is it that I'm upset about that the refrigerator quit? Oh, it's inconveniencing me. Now I have to figure out what to do with all the food in the refrigerator and, or, you know, and just, I suppose the pressing on it is my reaction. How upset am I going to be about this thing? Or how much am I not going to be upset? Just be in the flow. Be in the flow. They have traffic signs. Be in the flow. And they have the, for the little circles, we're becoming more like Europe. And they have the circle, uh, instead of a four-way stop, they have the circles now that you go through and then you just get off. Roundabout. They say, be in the flow. And so, am I pressing on my decision of where I'm getting off and to press on my thought of discomfort around the refrigerator ending when I know nothing lasts forever? The memory, possibly. When you identify with the body, 
it definitely has its issues and its problems and you know what am I gonna do with that food and being inconvenienced and it, it completely makes sense yet it's an indicator of what I am focused on and what I believe to be my reality the reaction is is definitely different for one that sees real sees really no differences <laughs> it's different but sees no differences from you know what i'm doing with watching the refrigerator work and letting it do its thing and it not working and i have to do my thing and figure out that problem that get a solution it does seem as if there's something being done when it when you're identified with the body doing something and that it's your decision you kind of you kind of break apart from it detach from the whole thing and it's in a different control even as the rest of the universe I'm not really control, controlling everything consciously, you know. In the same sense, I don't have to consciously control Devin. Even though I, I think I do. And that's part of the distress. It's like if I just allow Christ control to simply allow it to happen just like the rest of the universe then the, the solution is completely found. I mean, you don't have to do anything anymore. Just allow Devin to be whatever Devin is. It's like the ego does what an ego does. You don't have to believe that you are an ego. Every time we practice that pressing upon our Christ mind, we strengthen it. Mm. For instance, if I was a child and that memory, or when I was a child and I would have stayed on the bicycle instead of em and embracing my fear, and then I jumped off, but I still held on, causing the pain in my knee, then I would have been that much stronger. Oh, before I did this thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I survived and it was okay. I didn't have discernment as a child. Yeah. I should definitely feel guilty about that now. <laughs> no, I, but it's just such a perfect lesson for me to go back and see that difference. And I think the lesson, well, of course, it's all personal. But the lesson is how I didn't blame the, uh, the girl. I didn't blame her for not stopping. Mm. And and now I probably would blame. Like, can't you see that this is happening and why can't you stop? Why can't you stop? And so I probably am seeing that somewhere else in my life and I can apply that same idea of how I, I just need to embrace that fear press into it and then the Holy Spirit will unveil the answer for me it's always to apply the love and to let go of the fear hmm. I don't feel guilty about that idea I, I'm just using it as an example 
yeah. of, of, and so it's always repeating itself and where is it repeating itself in my life now so where you, do I feel out of control where do I need to embrace the fear instead of react to it yeah and you have knee pain you say from this experience still today um no no, no but it was it was just no I don't think so oh, okay I thought you said something about that no but when I did at the time I had scraped my knees all up yeah. I bloodied my knees <laughs> of course I don't rem I don't feel that pain now and I probably didn't feel it's just that whole idea how much we can survive how 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 much we survive here so you think the fear would be to say something that you should have told her to stop is that is that what you were suggesting or is the fear that you didn't have to jump off Well, the fear caused me to jump. I let myself be fearful, and so I jumped off, but I held on. It's like I, I'm not totally letting go. <laughs> That's what's so funny is I think I can still hold on yeah. and have control when I can't. So I still hold on. So does, does this happen in your life now? Yes. I'm sure. And are you, would you say that you are jumping off and still holding on in your life now? Or would you say that you feel that you need to jump off now because you're afraid? Because I think there are two totally different scenarios and approaches to whatever you're applying it to. You didn't have to jump off in the first place if you recognized right. that there was no need for fear. Or if I would have embraced my fear, you know, just yeah. gone, okay, I'm, I'm only afraid, and that's just fear. There's nothing to be afraid of. So stay on the bicycle and trust my friend, and everything is going to be okay. Yeah. But at the same time, there's there's really no need to be afraid of, you know, letting go completely and falling off, and probably hitting your face on the wheel and and, and you know scraping yourself up even more and rolling like a backwards taco. Probably scrape up still even more a little bit. It depends on how far have you gone, you know, with whatever you're applying it to and still kind of making the same decisions, still kind of a, in a habit of how you are thinking in life. And it's still, you know, is my relationship with God different today? If it has nothing to do with, you know, the fact that there is a God or not, but how much do I trust not just my brother, but literally trusting the only other thing that exists in this universe, trusting God. That your faith is in what is here right now. Would God give you a reason to need to jump off if you didn't want it? Fear is the saying, is the desire. I, I want to be different. I want it different than this. And so your reason then manifests to become justifiable for your change. Hmm. You, what I struck a chord in my faith is in the world and not necessarily in God. And so my faith is that I want the outcome to be different than what is happening. Um, 
And I guess that comes back to this idea that when Jesus came to me and said, look, Barb, I, I can't do this for you. You have to do it. It's like, I want it to be done for me. I guess, I guess I'm confused in the idea that it will be done for me and the idea that I have to do it or that it needs to be how I think. And so my asking for the miracle now is... Come back. Oh, oh it's... Sorry, this, this is recording in the wrong track. Okay. <laughs> oh, fun, fun life. I'm writing it down. Yeah, well, please repeat it. I want to hear it. Oh, that when you said that, where is my faith or my faith oh, is in yes. the world and not in God about the decision. Oh, mm -hmm. Yes. And so when Jay, Jay Jesus said to me that he said, look, Barb, I can't do it for you. And I, uh, I would yes. be missing the point, but it's the idea that I want the miracle. And I know that I can't make the miracle happen myself, that, that I just need to allow it. But there's something in me that still wants control of the miracle or make it look like how it is and that's showing me it's like cyclic it's a circle I'm coming back to the faith in the world oh so this is very helpful to me to understand that where is my faith where is my faith my faith is in the world or it's in that everything is unfolding perfectly and so just hold my mm -hmm. faith in miracle and that I am responsible for everything I see. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but we're out of time. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you. I come to you perceiving so many different things, believing in so many different realities. I choose now to recognize the unity of your singularity, to recognize the consistency of what we are, of what you are in this moment. Beyond the physical, within the physical, out of the physical, of the physical. I accept your reality. I accept your reality here. And choose to recognize our relationship and honor only that in my experience today. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Barb. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for being here. I will speak to you next week, right? Yep. Sounds good in the new year. Oh, it's going to be all different. It's going to be so different. It's just everything is going to just happen. <laughs> okay. I look forward I am it. I am it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too. And everyone, I will be back at noon Mountain Standard Time here in the room. I believe that's 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I look forward to it. Have a beautiful day. <laughs>